My 12-year-old just finished up school on Friday, thankfully. <laughs> Having a kid this age brings back memories of my own adolescent summers. With a single mom, we didn't have the extra resources for expensive camps, and she certainly didn't have the flexibility to shuttle me around everywhere. So most summer days, my sister and I roused ourselves from bed to the basement couch mid-morning and proceeded to watch The Price is Right, followed by Young and the Restless, Another World, Days of Our Lives, Santa Barbara, before shifting to syndicated sitcoms. Children, I'm not recommending this, but I turned out okay. So. <laughs> My favorite show in the afternoons by far was The Brady Bunch. Mike Brady seemed like the perfect father. He was creative, an architect even, and he was kind, he listened, he was attentive, never playing favorites, and was appropriately stern when the Brady kids got out of hand. He made sure the family connected to nature through camping and fishing. He even won Father of the Year after Marsha nominated him in an essay. I couldn't help compare him to my dad, who has some amazing gifts and whose presence in my life I am grateful for. But I never nominated him as Father of the Year. <laughs> he wasn't around that much. When I was in fourth grade, he went to prison for protesting nuclear weapons that's a hard word, proliferation, planting a flower on a nuclear missile base and refusing to pay taxes. When he told me he was going to prison, I thought that was so amazing that he was willing to sacrifice his freedom to step up for a cause greater than him. But prison wasn't kind to him. And he didn't rid the world of nuclear weapons as he wanted. He came back understandably feeling like the big, wide world was unsafe, that it would take you down if you took a risk. So it's better to retreat. He was doing the very best he could, but like any kid, you soak up the narratives of your parents. Father's Day and the summer solstice often land in the same week, so it makes sense on this day and in this week to reflect upon the journeys we've had with our own fathers, if we have fathers, and more broadly than that, to attend to the masculine. The shadow side of masculinity is so dominant in our culture that we may automatically associate it with the qualities of competing and controlling, domination and power over. And living in a culture with these tentacles of toxic and aggressive masculinity wreaking havoc all around us, it makes sense that we might feel an aversion to even considering turning toward or celebrating the masculine. This is especially true for those who have had challenged or non-existent or abusive relationships with fathers or men in general. I know that I personally have found solace in women's groups, as have a lot of women here have. Here we've had a couple really nourishing and wonder-filled spiritual women's retreats where the divine feminine was in full bloom. Author Matthew Fox says, if we liberate the divine feminine, she is deserving of a worthy consort 
a cleansed and detoxified and resurrected sacred masculine. The sacred masculine energy, which is present in all people to some degree, no matter what gender we are, can be expressed in the qualities of strength, healthy ambition, self-confidence, clarity, assertiveness, provision, courage, and responsibility. The summer solstice is a celebration of this healthy yang masculine energy. Mythologically speaking, this is the time the sun god is in his prime. He shines down upon us, granting light and warmth to our mother earth and to each of us, encouraging confident creation and offerings to the world. The summer solstice urges us, the light is here, come out, come out wherever you are. Shine your gifts, stretch beyond where you've been comfortable. Be clear about what you're about in this world. Go ahead, be bold. I've done some brave things in my life, but in a lot of ways, I haven't been courageous. I recorded a CD, but I haven't set up gigs in years to actually play my music beyond these loving safe walls or send my music out so that it might be played on the radio. I made a couple of movies, but again, never marketed them. Am I replaying my father's script of believing that the big bad world isn't really safe, so it's best not to take risks? Maybe it's time to cultivate a bit more of the divine masculine in me, man up, as it were, in the best possible use of that phrase, and be bold enough to share my creativity with the world. And you? Are there places in your life that are calling you to be more assertive, more ambitious, more courageous? Maybe you've been knocked a bit by life, but the world is calling you to a new adventure. On the longest day of the year, the sun seems to stop. Author Margaret Atwood says, this is the solstice, the still point of the sun, its cusp and midnight, the year's threshold and unlocking, where the past lets go and becomes the future the place of caught breath. Let's catch our breath, too. Take stock. Inquire. Daniel Beatty was born to a father who is arrested more than 60 times for dealing heroin. In his spoken word poem, Knock Knock, he speaks of being a child visiting his father knocking on the visiting room glass, and his father not saying a word. Beatty writes, and for years he never said a word, and so 25 years later, I write these words for the little boy in me who still awaits his papa's knock. Papa, come home, because I miss you. I miss you waking me up in the morning and telling me you love me. Papa, come home, because there's things I don't know, and I thought maybe you could teach me how to shave, how to dribble a ball, how to talk to a lady, how to walk like a man. Papa, come home, because I decided a while back I wanted to be just like you, but I forget who you are. I think I'm probably safe in assuming 
that for those of us who had fathers, we didn't have a Mike Brady father, any of you, who was always there when needed, saying and being exactly what was best for us at all times. Each of our parents, in their presences or their absences, whether living or dead, in their greatness or their failure, left us with stories about ourselves and the world that we can take along with us or we can choose now to rewrite. What would it mean for us to cultivate a healthy, perhaps masculine voice inside of us to father us where the gaps are, to help us call in wisdom, to speak back to fear? That's what Daniel Beatty did. His poem continues. And 25 years later, a little boy cries, and so I write these words and try to heal and try to father myself. And I dream up a father who says the words, my father did not. Dear son, I'm sorry I never came home. For every lesson I failed to teach, hear these words. Shave in one direction in strong, deliberate strokes to avoid irritation. Dribble the page with the brilliance of your ballpoint pen. Walk like a god and your goddess will come to you. No longer will I be there to knock on your door, so you must learn to knock for yourself. Knock, knock with diligence for the sake of your children. Knock, knock with the knowledge that you are my son, but you are not my choices. Yes, we are our parents, sons and daughters, but we are not their choices, for we are still here still alive, still breathing with the power to change this world, one person at a time. We are our parents' children, but we are not their choices. Today and in this solstice week, I encourage you in Khalil Gibran's words, be like the flower. Turn your face to the sun. The unconditionally ever-shining sun. Soak up its loving power and find your own. Father yourself as you need to and let your light shine.